This is a Rooster Teeth production. In 1929, two ancient ships were discovered in Lake Nemi. These ships had technology and features believed to be impossible until modern day, and even more shocking, they had once belonged to one of the most infamous emperors in all of Rome, Caligula. Yeah, they had flat screen TVs, and one of them had a PS2. Yeah, it had a Roomba too, and like one of the new ones that actually works. It, it knows where, where there's dog poop, so it won't spray it everywhere. It was mostly glory holes, though. <laughs> it was mostly glory holes, yeah. Well, it's a party yeah. boat. I mean, yeah, yeah. technology didn't really need to progress past that point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Charlotte. Features thought impossible until modern day. The glory <laughs> hole. There used to just be no wall. You just had to keep your eyes closed. Yes. Who are you again? I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. Okay, I thought so. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas. Or in this case, I think freshwater lakes. Uh, yeah, and uh-ohs and whoopsies is a strange way to put it. Yeah, maybe the uh-ohs and whoopsies about. of one man. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've discussed party boats on this humble program, that of the Mm -hmm. great and powerful Vikings, their exploits aboard a vessel that was not quite house, not quite boat. Yes, the Minnesota Vikings on the far-off waters of Lake Minnetonka. And yes, these party boats had sex workers and drugs and alcohol, but what were they missing? Well, in short, excessive syphilitic neurological damage. (laughs) 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 Which, hey, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, like who knows? You get hit in the head enough times on the field, I'm sure it is a blurry line between the two. It wasn't so long ago that every famous person was eventually driven mad from syphilis. Uh, (laughs) And now I I believe you just get a a pill? Uh, I think so, which is a shame because think of all the great thinkers we've lost. The Nietzsche's of of this generation. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, medicine is is keeping down the intellect of the common That's man. Right. That's um, right. A few things here at the top of the episode, Patrick. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some uh, crazy names in this episode. Um, Uh-oh. Let's start off with Caligula. Cal. Cali. <laughs> yeah, Cal. Caligula was born. That's what we call him. Yeah, we call him that. But we also call him Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. August 13th, August. 12 AD. Oh, that's his birthday. Never mind, oh, sorry. wait. Okay. I thought that was, I part, thought of that was part of his name, too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. Uh, Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus was born August 13th, 12 AD, a Leo. That is a mouthful, so from now on, we'll just call him Caligula. He got the nickname yeah. from his father's soldiers as a teenager, translated as Little Boot. You know when your dad's Strange friends are razzing you? Oh, yeah. Make that your emperor name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not totally clear why he got the name. Uh, potentially it refers to him being underfoot while his father was literally at war. Uh, but there's no really concrete way to be sure. Maybe he had small boots. Yeah, I mean, this was 2000 years ago. Sometimes info gets lost. What do you want from us? Sometimes feet are small. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the name did stick. It is carved. It's carved into busts the world over. Made of marble? Uh, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe cheese. Like Americana, just like cheese and butter, you know, sculptural Mm -hmm. arts are still very in, but mostly cow based. Yes. So I know you come to this podcast to hear about ships, boats, captains, deckhands, masts, schooners, subs, the like. Cats. Cats. That's right. That was a good episode. 
we should just make mm-hmm. a cat podcast. Uh, right. This one's going to get real deep on Roman history for a minute. <laughs> We're going to get kind of in the weeds on this, but don't worry. We are going to get to the inexplicable party barges. Yes. All right. Are your are your history belts? So how fastened? did Caligula become emperor? Charlotte? I'm so glad you asked. Here's a relatively brief and relatively basic run through of what had happened in Rome up until this point. So Rome, a republic, right up until mm-hmm. Julius Caesar clashed swords with Pompey's forces and crossed the Rubicon into the capital city. We all know this. Yeah. So yeah, this is how Caesar takes over Rome, but he doesn't call himself emperor. Missed opportunity, if you yeah. ask me. If you can call yourself an emperor or empress, Mm -hmm. um, take it. Uh, Anyway, not everyone is excited about this. Uh, Many worry that Rome is becoming an authoritarian dictatorship. Um, And, you know, you could make a case for that. Uh, But also... We we, we, uh, kind of flip-flop constantly, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But uh, Rome was growing rapidly as an empire. Uh, Anyway, Caesar gets uh, stabbed through, like, Swiss cheese... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brute getting in there for a couple of them. Yeah, they're, they're hoping that his death will return Rome to a republic, but oopsie, no, you've just killed a man. Despite a pretty brutal fight for the throne, Caesar's adopted nephew and heir, Caesar Augustus Octavian, takes the throne. You may remember Octavian, mm-hmm. I, I think, from Night at the Museum? I, God, I don't know. <laughs> maybe a different one. <laughs> don't I, I know. think I think played by Steve Coogan, but that may be a different later. Anyway, there's only one problem uh, is that Octavian found out that there might be an actual blood heir, Ptolemy XV Caesarion, the son of Caesar and Cleopatra of Egypt. Uh, Big collab there. I did not know about that. That seems like a pretty uh, (laughs) prominent son. You would think so. But uh, in this moment, Cleopatra is shacked up with Mark Antony, making suits, I can only assume. And for a brief time, they tried to rule Egypt. Octavian mm-hmm. lured her then teenage son to Alexandria, where he had him executed. Oopsie. Of course. Antony yep. and Cleopatra tried to fend off Roman forces, but they lost, and they took their own lives. Very Germanic. Very historical. Anyway, Octavian yeah. is now referred to as Caesar Augustus, the first Roman emperor, and he maintained an iron grip on the throne. Good for him. Augustus, not the flashiest emperor, but he made sure to cover his bases, so, you know. Do the normal things, like marrying off your children to influential Romans in hopes of securing the lines of succession. Uh, He had a stepson, adopted him so he could be considered a legitimate heir, and that stepson, Tiberius Caesar Augustus. What's up, Patrick? What's going on? When did this podcast become one of royal lineage? Um, Season four. I guess last episode, yeah. Yeah, I guess last episode. We are, this is no longer uh, Ship Hits the Fan, it's... Warner Brothers Discoveries Succession. Yes. Uh, but not that one. It's spelled with a V because it's Ro- we're talking about Romans. Yeah, Roman. It's called Suck with two Cs. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that stepson, Tiberius Caesar Augustus, would succeed Augustus as emperor, but uh, not before fathering many children, including his daughter, Agrippina the Elder. <laughs> okay, that's a sick name. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. That is like the Roman version of, uh, oh, yeah, my parents named me Ethel. It's kind of just mm-hmm. an old person's name, but now they just amended the elder. Yes. That's cool. Um, yeah, but there was actually more than one Agrippina. She, she just was the first. She, she was the elder yes. one. Agrippina, the elder, is married off to a high-ranking Roman general named Germanicus. They have six kids. Daddy's off fighting in wars the whole time. 
you know, you got to conquer, you got to fight, you got to put bread on the table. Mm -hmm. So as a child, Caligula was following wherever he could, including to war. Uh, unfortunately, during cool. a battle in Antioch, Germanicus is killed in the line of duty. Uh, Agrippina, the elder, moves back in with her father, who's now the emperor of Rome, but they hated each other because oh. he yeah, refused to let her remarry so she wouldn't mm -hmm. become a rival for the throne. Really cool. Um, yeah, then he banished Whatever. her and he imprisoned her and Caligula's brother on counts of treason. Sure. So anyway, Caligula, our guy, potential heir, but not viewed as a danger. So he's sent off to live elsewhere. But five years later, Tiberius is mysteriously dead. And some say that oh, he died no. of a mysterious illness or old age, which I think most illnesses at this point, mysterious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but most accounts suggest that he was murdered by Caligula, oh. his grandson. Uh, and there are even accounts that refer to attempted murders. According to Caligula, none of these attempts were successful. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Tiberius was even aware of one. It is unlikely that Caligula smothered Tiberius to death with his own hands. But it's extremely likely that he ordered someone else to do it. And of course. Yeah, you know what? Delegate. That is what a Again, leader does. If you have the means, why not do it? Yeah, I mean, like... If I could get away with the no strings attached smothering, I would probably like, mm -hmm. you know, think about it. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately for Caligula, no one was going to investigate it because he no. was next in line to become emperor or co-emperor. He was mm -hmm. going to rule with one of his cousins. Um, the cousin didn't get anywhere near the throne. No, of course not. Because <laughs> it was Tiberius that decided that and Caligula has him declared insane after his death. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Again, if you have the means. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, this is how you do it. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, basically, he argued everything in the will was fine, except for the fact that his cousin would be his co-leader. And everyone's like, it right. makes sense to us. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, and initially, Caligula, two thumbs up. Everyone loves think. him. He's, he's like, level-headed. He's fair. Mm -hmm. he's, he's just Probably a stern, consummate ruler. Probably stern, yeah. You need a, yeah. a certain amount of um, stern, stern, sternity. Uh, mm -hmm. and, um, and you do get that for seven months. Oh. Yeah. And people really liked Caligula's dad and really didn't like Tiberius, who was, mm -hmm. you know, dead now. So Caligula is celebrated for not being his grandfather, but he is also celebrated for maybe murdering his grandfather. Uh, mm -hmm. And everyone's so stoked on this that they are said to have sacrificed 160,000 animals in celebration Whoa. for his rule. A celebration Holy that they would probably want to take back a few years later. Yeah, 160K animals. How many flies does that translate to on animal uh, corpses? Um, well, maybe it was just 160,000 flies. Oh, I guess that wouldn't That's be That's possible. So I wouldn't yeah. want that as a ruler, personally. No. I would say go back, do it again. If you're going to do a bug, do a cool one, like 160,000 scorpions. Yes. Anyway, after the uh, wholesale slaughter of 160,000 creatures, <laughs> chaos reigns. It turns out really? that the guy who murdered his grandfather for the throne might not be so stable. Uh, no. And guys, get ready because we're going to get to boats soon. <laughs> I yeah. know. I know you've been like, okay, Charlotte. Where's the water? Where's the boat? And I'm like, rock with me, and I'll rock We're with so you. Close. We're so close. Okay, October 
of his first year as emperor, which October is not the name of another emperor or cousin or something. No, <laughs> it no. is a month. It is the uh, month. Someone attempts to poison Caligula and he survives, mm. but he is never oh. the same after. He mm. was already like a bona fide killer. Um, yes. Of people that were in his way, now he starts to kill people that could be in his way. They might be in his way. Oh. Yeah. He becomes cruel and paranoid, two excellent traits in a uh, emperor. Worried that people might kill him to get to the throne the same way that he had killed people to get to the throne. So obviously mm. his cousin, his grandmother, his brother, and his father, dead. Is, they gotta go. They just gotta go. We just gotta kill them all. They gotta uh, go. They gotta go. You know what? Sometimes you gotta clean house. Cut the toxic people out of your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you don't want to kill them, then do what Caligula did in addition to that exile a number of your siblings and start a rumor that your mom is the daughter of an incestuous relationship between your grandfather and your aunt. Um, Good so, God. Uh, I feel like that would sow um, sort of instability to his own claim, but uh, yeah. sure, man, like, whatever. Look, and we're still, we are talking about royals, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, not, not that wild of a claim, I suppose. And he probably was like, you know, if you're, if you were a good liar, a lot of it comes from truth. So he probably yes. switched out one piece of that puzzle, and yeah, and, yeah. and it was just the just the the straw to break it was the camel's his back. <laughs> yeah, because before everyone was like, yeah, I mean that's fine, that's normal. He's got good blood; right. they want to yeah, keep yeah. it in the family, yeah, like we talked about last week. But then they swap out that one part, and it's like, oh, Uh-oh. oh no, we can't yeah. be having this. Um. Anyway, while this uh extremely engrossing telenovela goes on, he is still trying to do right by Rome. He focuses on social programs. He builds aqueducts. Romans love aqueducts. And overall, the people are happy. They can transport water from one place to another. But they do have this... um, Aqueducts are insane. Speaking of water... Cool, yeah. Let's talk about aqueducts. Just real quick, the engineering behind the Roman aqueducts is wild. Like, they were able to bring water over mountains, which water typically in almost all cases, abides by the laws of gravity. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Romans said, not, no. <laughs> I spit in the can't. face of gravity. And and guess what? It worked. They did they it. They figured out a way. <laughs> and it's nuts. A lot of them still there. Yeah. Still there. Like, yeah. Nothing we do will be remembered beyond, I would say, six to seven years after we're gone. No, we are wiped from the public uh, conscious. We're already barely there, but I know, yeah. <laughs> but for our last we, fans will also forget us. They'll uh, be they'll it, be buried yeah. with us, like the queen's corgis. And then I don't know. The internet will probably get wiped completely, and our and our lives work with it. Well, the uh, RSS feed for this podcast is linked to our <laughs> heartbeats. It'll live forever. And, and the second oh, we're oh, gone, no, 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 the second we're gone, it it is scrubbed from the internet. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, aqueducts, really cool. Maybe once we're really running out of ideas, we'll do an episode about aqueducts. Sure. <laughs> Who knows? Someone has to. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Things, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would say a water-based success, but with plenty of death. Uh, sure. That was just the world at this time. Anyway, Romans, they're happy, uh, but they have this, this feeling, you know, deep inside mm-hmm. them, um, a not good feeling about... Oh people around them being executed without trials at the emperor's whim <laughs> so they're like hmm mm, wait a minute i don't love it um and 
Unfortunately, these public improvements came with a price. He starts raising taxes and asking the public for donations for these programs. He had previous wills amended so that they would be the beneficiary of estates as opposed to the dead Tiberius. Uh. So he's he's setting up an operation to fund all these things. So yep. a year goes by. Caligula has burned through a surplus left by Tiberius. So he decides mm-hmm. to get more money. The only way he knows how murder. Cool. Yeah. He begins just killing wealthy nobles that he didn't like. Um, you know, and you know, eat the rich, but I would rather they're not eaten by an even richer guy. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's unfortunate. Uh, he he still got the money though. <laughs> he got, he does get the money though. Yeah, he collects their estates, uh, sort of a Russian stacking doll of uh-huh. uh, of estates of money of generational wealth. But even yes. this was not enough money for what Caligula's oh. got cooking. Oh, no. <laughs> so he builds large palaces and construction projects, despite not having the funding, uh, including, but not limited to, that's right, folks, crazy experimental boats. Oh, we we're got there. there. We got there. We're there. Oh, my God. We have braved the, the, the stormy conditions of incestuous Roman nobility, and it has deposited us in the balmy, calm waters of weird ships. Thank you. Thank you. We, we thank the great um, murderous emperors of yore. So, mm-hmm. oh, finally, here we go. Caligula's first boat is referred to in the archaeological community as the round ship. Okay, well, not, a, not the most... Uh... <laughs> Clever bunch when it comes to naming, I suppose. <laughs> well, I mean, you may, maybe you'd be surprised when you find out why it was called that. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. Here, let's it's see. because the boat was round. Nope, it's not surprising. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's the problem with round ships: they do not sail easily in a specific direction. You may remember yeah. a ship we covered in an honorable mention, otherwise known as one of the most stupid-looking vessels ever created and put in the water. Really and, funny. And though. that is the Russian monitor Novgorod. Um, yes. <laughs> which took, I think, 45 minutes to turn 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah, something insane. Around. Just a useless, useless ship. It's, it's so stupid. Because basically yeah. they went on the idea that if you increase the width of the ship, you would not need such a deep keel on the hull. And so you could have a, a, a just an overall more shallow shape because uh, of the physics of floating on the water. The problem is they pushed that to the fullest extent, and it does look like a Roomba. Yeah. So, um, Novgorod, not the first to do this. Uh, Caligula, the god Caligula, which actually he does try to do later. But anyway, Caligula had effectively created a giant floating barrel. (laughs) Donkey Kongs everywhere reported as saying... (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, it had a diameter of approximately 320 feet, which is the length of a football field. Um, God. Yeah, and a diameter comprised of six separate decks... It required a crew of nearly 800 people just to keep it afloat oh. and running. He's creating jobs, people. The amount of uh, wealthy noble families you would have to kill in order to just keep this thing on the water. Yeah, they're having a board meeting and he's mocking things up and it's like, oh, we're going to have to kill like six, seven, eight more noble families wholesale. Oh, yeah. And it's not entirely round, right? It's like... Yeah, it's I sort think it's, of a, it's a rounded ship more than a round ship. I would say ship. more more of an oval. Which is, you know, when you're thinking about boats, traditional shapes, uh, an oval is, is not ideal. No. 
To put the round ship into more modern perspectives, this ship built in 37 AD out of wood is about half the size of a modern aircraft carrier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And you've you've spoken uh, a few times on this show about the just size and magnitude of an aircraft carrier. Yes, they're very big. Kind of upsettingly big. <laughs> upsettingly uh, large, yes. <laughs> I will also say, you know, seeing something set in 37 AD, it is one of the greatest injustices of history that uh, Jesus Christ did not live to see this <laughs> ship. <laughs> he, he was so close. He was so... If he'd only held on for 37 more years, he could have been like, yeah. whoa, that That's a big is boat. a miracle. That's a big <laughs> yeah. boat. Think about all the fish. You wouldn't even need to like multiply them. You could just throw a net in. No, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. People not really making boats that big or tall at this time. Nah. Uh. Even Viking ships, uh, not the Minnesota Vikings uh, on Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, not the uh, these, barge. These are the, the Nordic folk yeah the, the original vikings uh from decades later they would traverse giant stretches of ocean uh, they could not even come close to this boat if you took all the ships columbus sailed across the atlantic all three could fit in this boat with plenty of room to spare yeah it's a big boat uh, i think the trade-off being that it didn't work you know i have some uh <laughs> i have some nordic heritage do you think that if my viking ancestors saw me as a podcaster and video game internet clown do you think they'd be proud i think it i think it depends or do you on think how they would split my head open with a rock <laughs> i think it depends how ruthlessly you execute on that <laughs> not i think you could make ruthless. it work oh yeah. okay yes yeah. they would no split i think your head yeah, open like I, a coconut yeah yeah me, I think I would be worshipped as a Norse goddess. But you're not, you don't have, you'd have to be an Irish thing, right? And they mean, you know, they, they came upon the Celtic people. I mean, I could also do that. I can do it all. Yes, the whitest man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> the ruins of this very big boat were discovered in the late 1950s when Rome was building its Leonardo da Vinci International Airport, Winner of 2022's Best Airport Award. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, apparently, according to, to Paige here, I, I've wow. never flown. <laughs> Congratulations to Leonardo da Vinci International Airport. This is, this is like when they were building the parking garage for the LA Art Museum and found the bones of mammoths long dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which they're continuing to unearth. Uh, stop by the mm -hmm. Tar Pits Museum if you have the time. Cool bones. Anyway, as soon as the boat was discovered, construction on the airport stopped long enough for them to excavate and date the ruins found at the site. Dated to approximately 37 AD, this places the giant ship early in Caligula's reign. And and we, I think we've talked about this before. You can't build anything in Italy. You can't build, oh, I know. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. underground, like the, yeah. they will try to make a subway and they will come across a lost village and they will have to stop construction for like a decade because it, yeah, it, it the whole city I mean, is like built on itself. I think there was something recently where they're, they're trying to build like some train in Mexico and they keep finding more and more Mayan ruins, but uh, I believe they're just tearing them down Yeah, uh, that's, to make that, way for the train. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm sure many things have been destroyed, but it's in the name of public transit, so can't be too mad. Not well, that's it. why that's why Chicago has an elevated line, so they don't mess with old Chicago, right? <laughs> Ancient Chicago. Ancient Chicago. <laughs> um, I guess a few of them go underground, right? The red line. 
Yes, there's also, yeah. But in the loop, there's quite a few underground. This, that's not, okay. Doesn't matter. It's it's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah. We would talk about it if Patrick ever allowed me to make a train podcast, but I still have yet to wear him down on that one. Yeah. (laughs) There's just not much. (laughs) There's plenty. I feel like, I feel like that audience is too crazy. They're too obsessed with trains. No, no, no. We can't have disasters. We talk about the the success of trains. I know, but they'd still be mad. Because we'd get anything wrong. We'd you want to go down to the wrong. tracks? Do you want to go down to the tracks? Squash a penny? Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Okay, well, we'll do that later. Anyway, okay. let's get back to the round ship. How did it mm. end up there? Well, uh, like many cities over time, including New York City, right? Sure. Uh, as they expand, they have to fill in the coastlines or swampland with trash and old boats. Uh, yep. We covered this last season briefly when we talked about boats being found in the base of skyscrapers, specifically underneath the world trade center yeah it was a revolutionary era uh, wooden ship just down there mm-hmm. this is the uh the, the catch-22 of expanding out onto vital waterways is those waterways <laughs> will eventually destroy your city um yeah so the hubris of man well at work since the roman empire this boat is no exception at some point as rome expanded they needed more land and you know it can fill up a ton of swamp land is What's one that? of the biggest non-functional boats in the world uh-huh. But this boat, it's just proof of concept. Yeah. Caligula's just getting started. You know, failure is, you know, God closes a door, right? Uh-huh. He, he opens a window to even more foolish and uh, <laughs> misled boats. Uh-huh. So Caligula, <laughs> he gets down in the lab and he sets to creating an enormous floating bridge that used ships instead of supporting beams. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Oh, well, I mean, pretty fascinating, regardless of context or anything. It's just a floating bridge. That's sick. Yeah. Um, And it was revolutionary, uh, and it was met with uh, cries of, cool, thanks. We didn't ask for this. Remember, he's killing nobles to pay for these things. Yeah. (laughs) Nevertheless, not to be deterred by the the folly of the common man who doesn't understand the majesty of a massive floating bridge, Caligula held an an immense, expensive celebration where he paraded his favorite horse, Incitatus, across the bridge. (laughs) Incitatus? Incitatus. I think think you got it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, what's... I don't know about you folks, but it is easy for me to get stuck in a cycle of having the same routine over and over and over again, but I'll still wonder what I could discover out there, what else I could explore. That's changed a ton recently though, because electric e-bike has completely changed how I get around. Electric e-bikes are perfect for a quick store trip, outdoor adventures, or just exploring your own city in a different way. Plus, they cost so much less than other e-bikes. Each one comes with a removable battery, 7-speed gearing, and a bright LCD display. They're even customizable and adjustable to fit what you need. Yes, you! Electric's e-bikes are also foldable, so you don't have to worry about them taking up too much space. And since they're electric, you can ride regardless of your experience level. Not to mention that you can lower your gas costs and reduce that carbon footprint that we're all constantly feeling guilty about. I am a huge fan of e-bikes, especially the electric e-bike. I can stow it in tight spaces because of its folding abilities, and it's just, it honestly feels like cheating getting around it, because it's so fast, it's so easy, and you can charge it on a wall outlet. What are you waiting for? Get out there and make this year your most adventurous one yet with electric e-bikes. Visit electricebikes.com to learn more. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. And uh Incitatus, uh very important to Caligula. 
uh, you would have to be to ride over this incredible bridge. It's an incredible mm. bridge. Uh, a lot of people will try to claim that he attempted to give the horse a seat in his Senate or marry it. Neither of these things actually happened. But hey, oh. you know what? It can speak volumes to the guy that we're dealing with that people are like, yeah, I see it. I buy that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, there are a few reasons that people are not super happy with Caligula. First of all, all this spending on insane boats and uh, floating infrastructure, not super popular. And so people mm -hmm. were willing to believe uh, or perpetuate stories about Caligula because they disliked him. Uh, oh, sorry. It wasn't that reasons that people disliked him. So the reason for these kind of like rumors and stories spreading is because, first of all, people did not love him spending all this money on insane watercraft. Uh, so yeah. people were really willing to believe and perpetuate stories about him. Uh, the second reason for the believability of these rumors, uh, syphilis? Yep. Uh, could be syphilis. Uh -huh. Yeah, see, if there's one thing Caligula likes more than his horse and boats, it's a party. And not just oh, yeah. any party. This is full out bacchanalia. This is an origin. This is you're, a you've killed <laughs> all your uh, rich uh, underlings yeah, and any, used their money to throw a party party. Anyone who could be measured as a peer or an equal has been slaughtered. Uh, you're drunk and burning. Taken. They're wealth taken. Yeah, their wills amended to make them wine. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, and uh, drunk on that wine, you are burning your enemies as human candles uh -huh. <laughs> at the party. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he loves it. He loves it. He's regularly in the Senate, uh, fighting for funds for his parties. Yes. But all this partying without modern uh protection means mm -hmm. it's quite possible that Caligula's questionable decisions and uh, insane projects could be related to neurological damage from untreated syphilis. Or in oh. these times, something you could call syphilis. I mean, I think if, uh, if this is what we get from syphilis, and I'm not talking about the assassinations, I'm not talking about, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm talking about just building a floating bridge and parading mm -hmm. your horse across it. Maybe your there, favorite we horse. should... I think we should give one in five people with syphilis placebos <laughs> and just just see what happens. See what they come up with. It, well, yeah, I mean, but if we could focus it in a way that they're not uh, killing their grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Which may have been pre-syphilis. I'm not super Who clear knows? on the timeline. Who knows? Yeah. I think he was predisposed to uh, grand matricide. Uh-huh. I'm not really in a pre-existing sure right condition. <laughs> It was really hard to insure him because he was liable <laughs> yeah. to kill his grandmother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so it could be the untreated syphilis uh, or it may be just as fun. It could be a holdover from the poisoning he survived. Some have theorized, <laughs> some have theorized that this irreparably altered his brain, making him a completely different person. That can happen. So, um, with whatever brain he had left, Caligula kept building. His next project sought to take everything he learned about building a giant weird boat to the next level. Mm -hmm. This time, he was going to construct two giant boats. Ah. One dedicated to the goddess Diana, and a larger one dedicated to having the sickest orgies on land and sea. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Caligula, I would say, not unlike you and I, Patrick. Mm -hmm. He's an enthusiast. He's he he, yes. he is drawn to strange boats and, and seafaring vessels without any of the real experience or knowledge about boats that uh, a professional might have. 
yeah. like a researcher or a maritime historian or a shipbuilder or even mm-hmm. just a, 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 some, a member of a crew team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Caligula uh, had ditched the round construction of boats in favor of a more traditional shape, uh, just quite big. But he did have the hulls of the ship triple reinforced against shipworms. Oh. <laughs> shipworms? <laughs> yes. Which, uh, I'm sorry to say, they're not worms. It's actually a type uh. of mollusk that is similar to a barnacle. And notably about shipworms, they only live in salt water. Mm. <laughs> and these ships okay. were designed and built to work on freshwater lakes. Oh my god. Not only was the first reinforcement against shipworms unnecessary, but so too were the second and the third, just making the boat that much more expensive. Now zebra mussels, there's a freshwater menace. Now, and that's something the Minnesota Vikings should have taken uh, stock of when they took their party boats out. I'm sure that boat was checked and double-checked and triple reinforced against zebra mussels. Which are contrary to the name, not zebras. No, no. It's actually a type of shellfish. They're mollusks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, bipals, anyway. even. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they're bipals. I'm not sure. Otherwise, all we know is that they are not welcome in the lakes of the Midwest. No. <laughs> the upper decks of the triply reinforced against shipworm boat were insulated with tar and wool before being covered in slabs of marble and mosaics, making the boats even more expensive and super heavy meaning more reinforcement was needed to account for the extra weight. I mean, look, if I'm going to an orgy yeah, and I walk in and I'm basically just in like a brightly lit office space, like a cubicle, that's a bad vibe. If I go in and there's tile, everything yeah. is gorgeous. Marble. That is, that is, I will say for orgies probably is what I would personally prefer. Right. Just speaking speculatively. Yeah, yeah. If, not from experience. Uh, it makes no. me wonder about the uh, the ornate biblical sculptural decoration on the, the Swedish warship, the Vasa. Was that maybe, you know, dressing up to get people in the mood? I, I don't know. Maybe. Did, the, did the Swedes have orgies or did they just, or does a sauna bring so. the same no. endorphins? I think it's uh, <laughs> it's like a cell. They uh, just okay. split in two. <laughs> During excavation, because the ship was found, Archaeologists discovered that there seemed to be some disconnection between the structures of the boats and the areas of the boats where crew and passengers would have traveled. It's been suggested that Caligula hired a naval architect for the base of the ship, and then they just started adding decorative pieces to it. Okay. Yeah, the pipes traveling through the ship used for carrying water to the onboard baths. Whoa. Yeah, pretty cool. They were stamped with Caligula's name and the year, so we know that he oversaw construction in the few years after building the round boat. That's Additionally, so crazy. tiles adorning the ship were also dated to the time of construction. So shouts out mm-hmm. for the record keeping. In addition to the onboard baths, salons, galleries, and even temples on these ships, there were also said to have been outfitted with vines and living fruit trees throughout the poop deck. Please what? don't laugh. This is quite serious. <laughs> Although I would assume poop, good fertilizer. Some accounts even list jewels mounted into the mosaics on the deck. So this this kind of plays into your your orgy theory. Good God. Some greenery, you know? I mean, it's unfortunate that it's extremely cool. It's very, very cool. This is like 37 AD or around there, and it has like plumbing with onboard baths, fruit I mean, trees. The Romans knew how to move water. That's true. That's you know, they say all pipes lead to Rome. 
yeah. or away from Rome, depending on what they're mm-hmm. carrying. The ships were 230 and 240 feet, respectively, with the larger one being the party boat, naturally. Mm-hmm. That 10 feet is super important. While slightly smaller than the football field-sized round boat, they were still larger than almost any other ships at the time. They took approximately two years to complete, and when they were done, Caligula launched them in 40 AD with a giant celebration, horse in attendance. Oh, yeah, obviously. Naturally, it's not a celebration without your... your yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what's the your word horse. I'm looking for? <laughs> your horse. Oh, I was going to say your choice equine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there is one problem, though. People, mm. it turns out, don't like it when you spend their taxes on a party boat. Oh, no, no. And this is even if you also are nice, kind enough to build a religious party boat alongside it, albeit <laughs> t- 10 feet shorter, but you'd think that would, yeah. you know. But they didn't really have time to dwell on that because that same year, Caligula declared himself a god. Of course. Yes. As you, you must, you must. A proud tradition from which I would say Kanye uh, is descended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at first... He just started dressing up as various gods, sort of cosplaying, at his ship Uh orgies. Then he built multiple temples to the gods, and then he dedicated them to himself. Oh. Finally, he declared himself the sun god and required people pay tribute accordingly. Okay. I mean, I'm paying tribute uh, to this. I need the sun. Yeah. Do we think he was right or wrong? About being the sun god. I don't think that's for us to decide. He was right. But um, okay. I'm sure you're wondering, Patrick. Yeah. Why Why haven't they assassinated the guy? I don't know. I mean, my answer is that he lo- he's just loves a good time. And how could you take something like that from the world? I'm sure on a certain level, too, you're just like, let's just see what this guy does. This is inter- This is the most interesting life has been in hundreds of years. I would say if Julius Caesar had thrown maybe just a few more orgies, they would have hesitated that day in the Senate. Yes. Brude would have been like, hmm. Hang on. <laughs> Those are fun, and his horse is cool. I don't want to lose the orgies. <laughs> Stays sad. Um, <laughs> did you say Brute? Is it Brutus? Oh, I did the yeah. Latin. But he does. He says A2 Brute. A2 Brute, Brute so yes. It's fine. I think it's, it's fine. fine. It, it, it scans. It tracks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about that bunk-ass ruler. We're talking about Caligula, no. who kills mm-hmm. people and hangs out with his horse, Uh, Or is constantly at orgies, dressed as gods, asking people to worship him. Unfortunately, as cool as this all is, it does seem kind of ripe for the picking as far as politically motivated murder goes. Mm -hmm. And actually, it turns out by this point, people had actively been trying to kill him for two whole years. And somehow he either kept finding out or assassinating one of them first or somehow just kind of like, I I would say just like Mr. Magooing his way out of harm's way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Regardless, the Senate was getting pretty tired of dealing with him. On January 24th, 41 AD, one of the senators lured Caligula down into a passage below the palace. Yo, there's a cool horse down here. (laughs) I gotta show you something. (laughs) Check this out. Uh, And once he was there, he was ambushed by other senators and stabbed 30 times. Mm -hmm. By the time his personal guard was able to respond, he was dead at the age of 29. How many times did the Senate turn on the emperor? I don't know. What, why way. is why are they taking it upon themselves and not like some goon? Yeah, I don't know. Man, well, politics were different then. Uh, yeah. So a stabbing for each year, one for good luck. Yep. It is amazing that this guy who for two years found out about plots was defeated by being lured into a passageway and then stabbed by a group of guys. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why, because they were the senators, and he's like, oh, the Senate's not going to kill me. Senate, not, not after what they me. did to Caesar very recently. <laughs> that guy wasn't even an emperor, though. They wouldn't try that with No, me. or a god. <laughs> yeah, god emperor Caligula, struck down in his prime, gunned down in his prime at the age of 29. Think about all the floating bridges and boats, and who knows he could have accomplished the people he could have killed. All the sex that wasn't had. All the syphilis that wasn't spread. Well, who knows? I mean, his body was still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Anyway, Caligula's uncle takes over as emperor. Surprised he had anybody that was even one degree related to him. I know. As part of this celebration of Caligula's death, they deliberately mm-hmm. sank his most prized possessions, his giant oh, party boats. They did strip them for treasure first. Because legends like this tend to persist, the people who lived in the area of the lake knew the ships were down there and had since the sinking. Yeah. So let's skip forward about 1,400 years when one of the local cardinals sent fishermen to investigate the details of the ships. They discovered that the ships seemed to be lying at a depth of approximately 60 feet. At the time, there was no technology available to them to salvage the ships. It's kind of like, huh, okay. Yeah. But in 1535, a man named Francesco Di Marci investigated the wreck using a diving helmet. And if you think scuba diving in 2022 is scary, I do, try doing it with 16th century technology. Don't try that. We don't endorse that. Yeah, don't do that. But miraculously, Di Marci was built of stronger stuff. He survived and returned to the surface with bricks, some of the floor paving stones, and some metal fixtures. (laughs) And copper wiring. Um, Yeah. (laughs) He also was able to see that the ships were constructed with mortise and tenon joinery. And we all know what that means, so moving on. (laughs) At the time, no one one cared. There was no museum to put them in. No one wanted to study them. So DeMarchi kept the artifacts for his own private collection, and they are lost to history. Yeah, makes sense. In 1827, a man named Inicio Fusconi decided he wanted to excavate the rest of the ship. He took a page out of Caligula's book, never good, and built a giant floating platform with cables and pulleys attached. The cables unfortunately weren't strong enough and many broke on their first attempt. I mean, I would say problem number one is not christening this vessel with your favorite horse. Yeah. Fusconi left to procure stronger cables, but on his return, he saw that the crew had completely dismantled his platform to make wine barrels, so he abandoned his excavation. Shouts out to the the Italian MO. Yes. Well, no one's using this. We could probably ferment some grapes. Let's make some wine. In 1895, another expedition sought to recover the ships, but recommended that the only way to do so would be to partially drain the lake. The people of the region who had lost their spirit for moving water from one place to another were not up for this. So the excavation was abandoned yet again. Okay. Then, uh, since I think we've strayed a little too far from insane leaders, in 1927, (laughs) Benito Mussolini... Decided he Uh, wanted those ancient ships. He said, give me those ships, come hell or high water. So he ordered them to lower the water by draining the lake to retrieve the ships. It took them almost two years to do so. And by 1929, the lake was low enough for an excavation to begin in earnest. It's a really interesting time between world wars. Yeah. By 1936, they had constructed a museum for the two ships and had found a third ship full of stones. Oh, believed to have assisted in the sinking of the two barges. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was a Caligula original. Gotcha. Yeah. Unfortunately, before the full excavation could be completed and the museum finished, the area was bombed in 1944 as part of World War II. 
The remains oh. of the boats caught fire and were ultimately destroyed. With oh, only God. a few pieces inside the museum and photographic evidence remaining. To this day, though, a museum stands in the area displaying a few pieces remaining of the ships. Wow. Thus, we come to a conclusion on Caligula's party boats. Damn. Yeah. Caligula. Caligula. The god emperor Caligula, by his own description. Yes. And ours. Uh, let's recap. And ours, yeah. The, the result of generations of inbreeding and noble marrying and syphilis and syphilis yeah and being poisoned uh he killed mm-hmm. many people allegedly including yeah. uh two grandparents siblings he declared his mother an incestuous wretch he exiled his siblings he threw parties like no one else and then again gunned down in his prime by a room full of senators yeah and had a favorite horse yeah, most importantly. Most importantly. Wow. Truly a staggering figure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely in the world of orgies. Oh, yeah. I mean, his influence is felt even today. Yeah. His fingers are all over every orgy that takes place, I assume. <laughs> Some say if you close your eyes, you can see him smiling down on you from above. <laughs> but that's just the mirror. Depending on position. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> He's smiling down upon... Uh, and endorphins. Uh, something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any part that's facing up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Patrick, Would you like a foghorn? I really would. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that means the fog is clearing up. <laughs> yeah. Today, we are venturing to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is a, a frequent travel destination for my family growing up. Mostly oh. a little bit north of where nice? we're talking today. It's Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Kitty Hawk, Nags Head, Duck. Yeah. And, and it's just like a strip of land that is outside like the 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 the, the mainland. It's like a very mm-hmm. long, thin, just like Oh, it's islands. Strip. It's kind of islands, but they're all typically connected in like a line. Almost like a oh, okay. like a barrier. But I was not aware that or maybe I was not aware when I was going on vacation there. It is also the graveyard of the Atlantic and the site of thousands of shipwrecks. Mm. Yeah, so most Which of these we've wrecks... we've talked about before. We've talked about a, a few of them, I think. But uh, most of these wrecks have been identified. The waves have recently unearthed the skeleton of a mysterious wooden ship. And this has led to spirited debate on Facebook. Where else? There's a, there's a lot of armchair nautical historians who are making declarative statements about the wreck's origins without any further <laughs> um, <laughs> elaboration. I think my favorite one, it's right at the top, uh, this is, so this is posted by Cape Lookout National Seashore. It's a, it's a national park. It is their Facebook page. The comments have popped off on this one with people who are very into this stuff like us. But one wrote, it's the Josephine. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately they wrote back, no, it. it's not. <laughs> that, that, okay. uh, some parts did wash ashore. We know where it is, though. It's a smaller fishing vessel, and it went down in the early 2000s. And she wrote back, okay. <laughs> great sure just did not elaborate and immediately was nope. like oh okay yeah 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 so yeah we're still not sure exactly what the ship is it seems to resurface every so often depending on the season i think it's covered in the summer too but some have speculated that the wooden remains are that of the olive thurlow that theory handily shot down also by the park service oh. page that did okay. post these photos the north carolina maritime museum believes the scarce bones of the ship could be the joseph rudd 
a three-masted schooner carrying timber to New York that sank in dangerous conditions in 1890. The crew of the Rudd, all seven, were rescued safely, which makes it easy to draw parallels between this ship and fan favorite, the Peter Iredale. Oh. Which Welcome also, back, old friend. Uh, yes, we're so happy to see you. If you remember that episode, the Iredale also wrecked in a storm, entering the mouth of the Columbia River in the Pacific Northwestern United States, which is known as the Graveyard of the Pacific. Not the Atlantic, though. Not the Atlantic, but, you okay. know, they are they are linked. Uh, not unlike our mystery ship, the Iredale sister is graveyards. beached to this shay. Uh, yes, they're the sister graveyards. If you are rocking with us, I have been to and touched the remains of the Iredale. It is extremely cool. It, it's just... Very cool, and I would assume it seems you could go and touch the remains of this ship when it's on Earth, which is, there's not much to it. This is not, maybe not recognizably eh, a ship. Yeah. The bow of the Iredale remains, along with some parts of the mast's base, and also the Iredale, while it can be sort of covered up by the high tide, this wreck can get completely covered by sand. And at time of recording, it has been covered again as of uh, really just a week ago. Yeah, yeah, it's very recent. However, it does reappear sporadically, so if you find yourself in the area of Harker's Island, a few miles up from the lighthouse, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. It's pretty cool, and uh, I I hope they find out what it is. (laughs) God bless them in their efforts. (laughs) I wish them them luck. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll be back. Hopefully, there's a chance that the next episode will be recorded in a studio. We don't know. I personally think we should try to record it on this same setup if possible. We'll see. But we'll see. You know what? Don't don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Uh, I'll also say the show is written by Paige Wesley. It's edited by Kelly Reynolds and art by Stevie Jude. Thank you to the, the Ship Hits the Fan Army. Yeah. We have some merch on the Rooster Teeth store. If you want to check that out, we got some T-shirts right now and a sticker, I believe. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be the ship hits the fan navy. Yeah, the strongest probably. navy. Yes, uh, and otherwise, just follow us on all our socials and everything. Ship hits pod everywhere. Yeah, at ship hits pod. Thank you to everyone that hits us up with honorable mentions and possible topics. I am going to one Super day helpful. enter them into a spreadsheet, <laughs> but it is extremely helpful because. To be honest, that's how we find a great deal of our our, our, our topics. Um, so we really, really appreciate that. Today's topic was sent to me by my sister. Yeah. To, or not the topic. Well, the, honorable the honorable mention. mention. The, honorable the honorable mention. mention. Yeah. And, and the previous honorable mention was uh, tweeted at us by uh, a number of people. Well, I would say if you're searching for a New Year's resolution and you're all either don't want to get swole or most likely since you're listening to this show or are already swole. Yeah. Um, or eat better or you want to, you know, stop drinking soda. Uh, y- you know what? Scratch that. Don't worry about any of that. It, mm-hmm. Make your resolution listening to the ship hits the fan backlog and also suggesting any passengers on a long drive. Actually, you know what? Even if you are a passenger, subject the driver to it. They can only yes, do so force much. Force them to listen to our show. Force them to listen to the show because they'll love it. They'll have a great time. Sure. Play play them some of the some of the bangers, which is to say, every episode. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some more, maybe more underwhelming vessels like the Norge, <laughs> but still a good episode all the same. <laughs> all right. Yeah. May your bones bleach in these sands, specifically the sands of North Carolina's Outer Banks. That's right. Yeah. Changing it up for this one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.